0: Hi, all Nicole here. This podcast is intended to inspire you on your personal spiritual journey to inner peace. I am not a psychologist or a medical doctor, and do not offer any professional health or medical advice. This applies to the podcast guests and or co-hosts. If you are suffering from a psychological or medical condition, please seek help from a qualified health professional. You are listening to a psychic story. Hello, psychic listeners. Welcome to another episode of A Psychic Story. For this episode, I have Megan Jones. Megan is a psychic medium, self mastery mentor, and spiritual teacher. One day, she had the realization that she was living day-to-day on autopilot and had no idea who she really was. She didn't like the stranger she had become. And so then, now, she has a passion for helping others discovering their true self by recognizing limiting beliefs, healing past trauma, and overcoming subconscious blockages. And that's what we're going to be talking about here today with Megan, is authenticity and letting go of limiting beliefs, overcoming fear, and self-doubt. Welcome to the show, Megan. Megan.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: <laughs> well, we are excited to have you. Please share. Where did all of this start? Was it early in life, middle of your life, or is like was it? There's something that happened that was intense and kind of prompted this. But how'd you get into it? It is that you do.
1: Yeah. So when I was a kid and I was growing up, I didn't have a lot of support. I was very different from my family. I felt like the black sheep. And I was also a very spiritual child and this led to me having a lot of fear around myself, around my gifts. And I didn't, um, I didn't know what to do. I felt like I couldn't tell anyone because either they didn't believe me or it just made me feel different. And I didn't want to be different because I already felt so isolated. I felt, um, like I didn't have anyone to relate to. So I tried to fit in. I tried to conform. I hid my true self and I did this pretty much my entire life. Um, as I got older, that kind of just grew and grew and grew, you know, the normal teenage stuff, trying to fit in with the crowd and be like everyone else. So that just became more normal for me to be more of a chameleon of who I was around. And, um, in my late twenties, I started to really ask myself, you know, who am I? Like, what do I like? What don't I like? Um, am I happy? And I realized that I didn't know who I was. I realized I didn't like who the person, the the fake uh identity I had transformed into. And it uh caused me to do a lot of internal reflection and I just started expressing myself again. I started tapping into the spiritual gifts that I had pushed aside for so long. Um, I became really interested in um mediumship and psychic development and it really made me realize that you're not ever truly happy until you step into that light until you step into your own authenticity and that's when I created my podcast, Chasing Spirituality, because I knew that there's so many other people on this path that have felt that way. And I felt so alone at the beginning of my path because I didn't have anyone to share these things with. So I thought, well, maybe I can help someone else realize that they can be themselves. It doesn't matter where they come from. It doesn't matter what kind of shame or judgment or fears are out there from their family and their peers. The the truth of who you are is more important than anything you'll find in
0: someone else. Thank you for sharing that. I have a similar experience. Uh, well, at least my family was supportive, unlike yours, which it sounds like, but also just that authenticity piece. I struggled with that a lot. Like I was, I have said before, had one foot in the psychic closet, one foot out of it. So my friends and family knew, but I wasn't as forthcoming and as open about it with, you know, the world. And obviously now I am. So thank you for just taking that step and fully embracing it and sharing that. But I did want to ask you, like, so when you were a child and you were growing up, what What were those things that you were experiencing that, you know, psychically or intuitively that made you feel like you were different? What were, what was that like?
1: Well, it was really a lot of different things. It was, I came into this world, um, kind of just, I had this inner knowing that I was more than just Megan. I knew that I was bigger than, than just this current lifetime, and I also came with all of this wisdom. A lot of people called me an old soul, you know. She's such an old soul, she's so smart. But my parents weren't old souls. <laughs> and so I felt kind of like I was more responsible than them, that I had to take care of them and that I knew these things and they were so um blind to them. And so I would kind of go to bed at night thinking, you know, or asking my spirit team, you know, why am I here? Why am I with these these people that don't understand me that I can't tell these things to, because, you know, you go up to an adult when you're five years old and you say, hey, you really shouldn't be drinking (laughs) or you should really think, think this through. They're just (laughs) going to look.
0: Rethink that relationship too, or whatever else. And they're looking at you like, you're five, you're giving me relationship advice and health advice and everything else, right?
1: (laughs) Exactly. And so, you know, I knew I couldn't express that to them. So I was so confused. Like, why do I why am I here? Why do I have these knowings? And what is my purpose if they're not going to listen to me anyways, because I'm a child. And of course, you know, everything happens for a reason. And that's what I kept. Um, that's what I was encouraged, you know, just to know that you're here for a reason. You chose your parents for a reason. You're here to help them, even if you don't see that you're helping them. And, you know, these are your lessons too. And so there was a lot of that. And
0: And you were having these conversations when you were like five and you were talking to your spirit team. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I was. Yeah.
1: I would, I would pray at night. I would pray at night to my angels and to my guides and to my loved ones that had passed away. Uh, My father passed away when I was really young, and um, he passed away when I was five. And so I would pray to him at night and then I would try to tell my, my mom or, you know, my aunts. Hey, you know, I saw my dad and it was really cool. And I talked to him at night and he asked how everyone's doing. And they would just kind of be like, oh, that's so sweet. It wasn't more of like,
0: like it's your imagination. Right. And it's your way of coping and grief and that sort of thing and connecting, not that they actually thought it was real.
1: Exactly. And so they just thought I was, um, a child with a very vivid imagination. They thought I was just a fearful child because I also was scared a lot at night. And I would, um, I would cry a lot. I was really sensitive. I was really, really empathic. I was constantly picking up on other people's energy. And it was it was just a lot to manage as a child.
0: And so when you started to get older, so well, one, I guess, did you learn ways to deal with it when you were a child? Like were your were your higher self and your spirit team helping you cope or did you sort of shut down and turn it off until you got older? What was that like?
1: I shut down. I shut down and turned it off. And um, really, the older I got, I shut it off more and more and more and became completely disconnected from that side of myself. And I didn't really regain that until
0: I was in my late 20s. And what happened in your late 20s? I mean, you said you shared it a little bit, but what was it that you just like realized? Did your spirit team have a coming to Jesus talk with you? Or what was it? For me, I was, you know, I think you probably heard too, if you listened to, there's an episode called My Story, but I was just so miserable at a moment in a time in my life where I shouldn't be, right? And I was just like, I have all this stuff. I don't know why. And they kept saying, Go within, go within, and they're like you're hiding this part of yourself, and until you fully embrace it, you're gonna continue to feel this way. And I was like, crap, this means I have to do a lot of work. So that was for me. I can't speak for you, but what happened there? My
1: story was very similar. I was very, um, very depressed, and I didn't know why. You know, I had wonderful children. I was in a wonderful um, relationship. I had a good job, you know, I had all of, I had checked all of the boxes, but I still felt so empty and I still felt so disconnected. And again, it was like, I just had this inner knowing that I needed to, to isolate and I needed to just kind of go within. And I'm sure that was my, my higher self speaking to me, but at the time that's not what I was aware of. And so that time alone is when I really started to pay attention really to my internal thoughts. And I realized that I was I was a really negative person. I was very judgmental towards myself and towards others. And I had a lot of limiting beliefs that my mom had that she passed on to me as far as, you know, afraid to use your voice and afraid to say how you feel because you're afraid of judgment or you're afraid of disagreement. And I really started to question that for the first time.
0: And then what made you take the first step? So you did a lot of internal work. You were centering. And I do want to clarify, you didn't mean isolate. You meant more like take a moment and step back and look within yourself to start to, yeah, because I I also don't want people to think that you should isolate if you're depressed. But at at the end of the day, like when you were, uh, so you went through that, you centered, you were going within, you were getting the information. What was the next step? Was it creating the podcast or did you just start speaking more freely to those around you? About your experiences or both?
1: So, uh, I didn't create the podcast immediately. Um, I really just did a lot of reflection and a lot of, I like to call it uh, inner child work or shadow work. And I became really observant of my own patterns, really observant of my own habits, my own thought stream. And I started questioning it instead of just saying, oh, this is how I feel, or that's what I'm thinking. I really started being more mindful about what I was doing and what I was saying and the thoughts that were going on internally. And I started just asking myself, where did, where did this come from? Why is this belief there? Do I really feel that way? That was one of the things that really helped me get through, um, the limiting beliefs and the, and the just habits that you pick up from, from everyone around you is, is this really me? Do I really feel this way? And a lot of it originally came down to, um, I guess what kick started it was a lot of political stuff. I've never been a very political person, but I'm in the South. So I'm in a red state. Um, and a lot of the people in my family and in my community were very loud and um, very expressive about their views. And I felt differently about some of those views. And a lot of it was around racism. It was around the time um, where Black Lives Matter was really, really getting pushed. And I was supportive of those things. And there was a lot of people in my family that didn't understand why I was supportive. And before I would just you know, maybe express myself to the people that I knew that would understand, but then be a little bit more hesitant towards the people that wouldn't. And I got to this point where I just started asking myself, why am I hesitating? Is it because I'm afraid that they're going to, you know, judge me, shun me, um, start an argument? That doesn't mean I have to entertain that. That doesn't mean that I have to conform to believe what they believe or even just pretend I need to be authentic and speak my truth. And it was just little things like that, that our society tries to pull us one way when we feel a different way or um, just all the division. And I was in the middle on so many different things that I was like, how, you know, I need to, I need to be authentic and I need to express how I feel. And really just that internal reflection helped me get
0: there. Thank you for sharing that. Because yeah, it's a big thing when you sometimes it's not enough to just feel it, right? Yes, I say because I say it all the time. Feeling your emotions is very important, right? And then, but it's also trying to understand where it comes from. But then the awareness and the perspective and the perception that you have of okay, now why, right? Why is this? That's the bigger understanding of, I guess, getting underneath that layer, that extra layer of an onion, and peeling back and working through trauma and experiences and all of it to allow you to really heal and move on from that. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. And I say that a lot. It it is like an onion. It's like you said, there's there's all these layers to it and, you know, they really boil down to fear. What are you afraid of? And so I started asking myself that too, is where is this coming from? How did this limiting belief start or where do I feel like its origin is and what fears behind it?
0: Mm hmm. And fear is a fickle thing and it's a funny thing and it can be a beautiful thing too, right? But understanding, at least I believe this, that fear really isn't a part of us. I don't, I don't believe that fear, I feel like it's an external situation. It's an emotion we experience, yes, but it's not a part of us because if we're part of this lighter vibration, this love, all of that. That's why it feels so foreign, but yet it also feels comfortable to us if we've been sitting in fear for so long of different things and it stops us from actually acting or making change or taking those steps to what we would feel better if we were able to push through it, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. I agree. And a lot of times the fear will go away if you just confront it.
0: hmm So... Let's go into, I guess, your you were talking about your fear and uh, how did you create the podcast then? So after you did some self-reflection and you were like, okay, I'm understanding these limiting beliefs, what that looks like, you were propelled to take the next step to not just help yourself, but help others. Talk to me about the podcast.
1: Yeah. So the podcast uh, had two ideas when I created the podcast. And one was to help other people because I knew just from my experience and being around certain people, I knew that a lot of people were like me. They were just adapting and adopting beliefs of other people so that they could fit in. And again, that goes back to that fear of being true and authentic because you're afraid of rejection or you're afraid of abandonment or whatever that looks like for you. So I wanted to help others to step into to their authenticity and also realize like it's okay to be different. It's okay to not follow the crowd or to like everything that's mainstream and that looks different for everybody. My other reason for creating the podcast was because I was scared to use my voice. I was so afraid of putting myself out there and talking about the things that I believed in and the things that weren't normal, the things that were considered Mm -hmm. (laughs) woo-woo. And I knew that if I did it, it would open me up and it would push me. And I just felt like that's what I needed.
0: It was like, there's no going back. (laughs) It sounds like you had almost the exact same experience that I did, which was they were like, because I went through, I was almost negotiating, quite frankly, with my guides and angels. I was like, but what if I just did this and it didn't have my name on it? what if I did this and I don't really talk about all the things I really want to talk about because, you know, I don't want to be too weird or too, and they're like, no, they're like, if you're going to rip off the bandaid and you're going to do it, you're going to need to do it with your name. You need to do these things. And I was like, really? So it sounds like you had a little bit of that too.
1: Yes, I really did. I was so scared.
0: It pushes you. It really, yeah, yeah. And then what happened? Like, so then you put the podcast out. What was the, what was the result of it?
1: Yeah. So I was, I was really scared, like terrified actually, but I did have like this, I kept seeing this um image of just rip the bandaid off, just rip mm-hmm. the bandaid off. And I was like, okay. And the more that I, that I created content, the easier that it got. And I noticed, um, you know, I can go back and listen to like some of my beginning episodes and I can hear, I can still hear the fear in my mm-hmm. voice and I can still Same. tell that I'm not, being like a hundred percent authentic. And when I actually created the podcast, I did create it under an alias. A lot of people know me as Maggie Luna and it's because I was scared that my family would find it. And I didn't want to come out to my family yet. I was like, I can come out there and I can talk about these things, but I don't know about my family finding it. And then the more I did it, it was, it was really like this opening for me to where I could see my own growth. I could see my own, um, my own limitations and really focus on where I need to to put my energy as far as my own progression.
0: So what kind of topics, so in the beginning when you laid it out, right, were you interviewing people? Were you just talking about your own beliefs? And then how has it evolved from when you started and to where it is today? So
1: in the beginning, I was talking a lot about, um, limiting beliefs and a lot of my own experiences as far as spiritual awakening and learning about these um, concepts. I have stuff on manifestation and, and pretty much anything that I found really fascinating and interesting. I was like, let's talk about this. And I was scared to start interviewing people because again, not only am I expressing myself, but then I'm, I'm talking to people that are On a similar path or have a similar story, and so season two is when I really started interviewing a lot of other people. And again, it was really just a growth thing where I felt like I was ready and I was ready to have more spiritual conversations with people that I didn't know very well. And now I I do both. I have both um, solo episodes and I have guest speakers. And I would say the, the the topics are similar. Um, that hasn't changed. It's all about spiritual progression. It's all about your own personal growth and healing. And I just would say now I'm not as scared. I'm not, I'm a lot more authentic. And the content that I put out there resonates a lot more with, I feel like where I'm at overall, which is on the spirit guides and the mediumship and really making that unique connection with your own soul and with
0: spirit. Wonderful. I want to catch more. I've listened to a few. I haven't had a chance to binge all of them yet, but I definitely want to catch more. And I'm feeling led to ask you now more to talk about the limiting beliefs. So we've talked a little bit about fear and abandonment, but from your standpoint and perspective, what are some additional limiting beliefs? Not only that you went through and or at least when people come to you and you're having conversations, what are some of those that what is holding us back?
1: A lot of the limiting beliefs that I see now with the kind of work that I do, it is around self-love. It's around self-love and unworthiness. We have this, um, we just have this deep, a lot of people have this deep-rooted feeling that we're not good enough and the content that we put out there or the, um, the things that we create. We're just not good enough to really share that and to own that. And that even includes your connection to spirit. A lot of people have been reaching out to me lately because they want to deepen that connection to their spirit team. And nine times out of 10, what's stopping them is the feeling of unworthiness, the feeling like they they need to be better than what they are, that they're not um, light enough and it's it's a it's a hard one to get through. It's a journey that I feel like I'm always going to be on. To be honest, I think it's one of my life purposes is to work on that that inner worth. And it's also just so ingrained in all of us that we just don't feel adequate. We don't feel good enough. We can't see our own light. That's probably the biggest one that I work with.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was really young, and I don't know when the change or the shift happened maybe it was closer to i don't know i don't know i i'm not going to unpack that i'll just share what i'm getting in my mind is that i remember being so confident when i first came here to earth and just talking to adults or having experiences it was just like i i could see where they were and kind of some of the examples you were mentioning too in the beginning like they that they weren't either having the same experiences that I did or they didn't have the same information that I had or the sense of knowing. And that's not me judging and not me saying I'm better than anyone. It's just I struggled with that because I thought everybody had connections and every or work felt connected to spirit and everyone had this. So when I started to realize that wasn't the case and everything. I think it wasn't until like maybe my teenage years where I started to, yeah, fit in more and trying to fit that mold and not sharing my voice and not sharing that as much as possible. And it's not as much shutting it down as much not paying attention to it. I guess it technically could be the same thing, right? But at the end of the day, that was kind of where it is. And as I got older, even into then my twenties and my thirties, I was like, where was that little girl who, where was that spirit, that soul that came here and just had such a fire and a light like within her that was like confident about the world. And then that was the biggest thing is that my higher self and tuning in, they were like, that's society, that's the programming, that's how we beat ourselves down. And so now we're at a moment I feel like, and on earth and in our individual lives where we're like re- not just reawakening, but tapping back in what is rightfully ours and how we can show up and how we can share that and, you know, support each other. So that's a really important piece that I just want to share with everyone. So if you're feeling like that that it's not uh, it's not just about you, it's about everybody. everyone's going through this, but that you have a support system whether it is your spirit team and your spirit guides and your loved ones on the other side, or if it's literally this human community that we're building up together collectively, right?
1: Yes, yes. I would say I agree with that 100%. And I think that the situations that we go through, they're all individual to us, but it's for a reason. You know, a lot of my own work is with self-love and self-worth. And it's because I grew up with a family that I just, they didn't provide the love and support that I needed to feel safe and that I needed to feel whole. And it's, you know, I don't blame them for it. It's not their fault. It was my choice. I chose to be born to them. They were just the catalyst to teach me those things. So then I could unlearn those things and reconnect to who I am. And I feel like everyone can relate to that. Wherever you're at on your journey, you can see how the catalysts that you've encountered throughout your life they've led you to this point and you've you're learning these lessons for a reason. Your soul chose to learn these lessons.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So how do your sessions w- look like or, or work? So you do more mediumship type of sessions? I do
1: both. It's really just kind of depends
0: on what the client needs. I have some that
1: come in and they really just want to connect to past loved ones or they want to connect to their spirit team. And the, those sessions tend to be more uh, mediumship based, but I also have um, sessions where they want more clarity and they want more specific guidance about the things that are going on um, in their current life. And that's where I use more of my psychic um, abilities. And then there's there's also the combination. I feel like. My. My practice i'm starting to call in more people that want more of a combination of the two so it's it's really more i call it channeled coaching because it's more i'm helping you with where you're at where whatever you need no matter what it is i'm calling that energy into your soul to offer guidance whether it's mediumship or psychic
0: yeah yeah, I, I call the mine the intuitive sessions. And most people are like, I won't say they're confused, but they're they're asking, well, what does that mean? And I said, well, it really is depending upon what your goal is that you want to accomplish. Some people do want to talk to their angels and guides and get a, you know, understand a little bit more of how to connect with them and how they can even communicate directly themselves. Other people want more of that guidance about where they are in their spiritual journey, what obstacles may be holding back. And I always do a little bit of energy work, depending, even if it's just towards the end to kind of just ground and protect, but also sending them back out into the world from a healing standpoint, like here's some love as you're heading back into that world. So yeah, that's, I just ask, cause it sounds like you're really primarily tapping into the, the psychic aspect and intuition and also the mediumship, depending on how their spirit team is comprised.
1: Right. Yeah. It's. It really is unique to each person, and my intention that I set before all of my sessions is that whatever the soul needs to know, whatever the soul um, wants me to bring forth, that's what's going to come through. And I always ask the client, you know, what is what are you know your what are your intentions summarized, so that I can also try to meet that because I think that's important as well. But my intention is always for the soul's growth.
0: Mm-hmm. How do your spirit team and or loved ones communicate with you? What How does it show up for you?
1: I am very clairsentient. So most of the time I feel their presence. I feel their energy, but I also am clairaudient. So I will ask the questions in my head and then I will receive the answers in my own voice. So it's normally just audible responses. And then I'll, I'll also do automatic writing if I feel like I need something That, um, it's going to be very detailed, but for the most part, I just talk to him like, I'm talking to you right now. I'm like, Hey, what do I need to know today? And (laughs) then the the little thought form pops in my head and tells me what I need to know for the day.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I just always like to ask because everyone again is so different that, you know, uh, I've only more recently started to see a lot more angels in my sessions. They used to just show up for me when it was me and them, like more of a private type of thing. But now that I've been working with a lot more people... They've been showing up in big ways in the sessions. And that's always fun and surprising because it never gets old, <laughs> you know. And if oh, you yeah. had asked me a few years ago, I think even I would said this on the podcast. I was like, yeah, I don't need to see you. I'm fine. You can just talk to me like like a normal person, that sort of thing. But now it's when they're showing I have been asking them, so they've been showing up. But yeah. What else would you like to share? What other things are you feeling led?
1: So I think that a lot of people are really that are listening to spiritual podcasts, they're really wanting to have their own connection. You know, they want to connect to their own spirit team and they want to connect to their own guides. And I i think that it's important to realize that if you feel disconnected from your own guides, it's just a feeling that is is linked to a fear or to a limiting belief that you have because you don't have to do anything to connect to them. They're already there, your spirit. So you can connect to spirit anytime. It's not difficult. You don't have to meditate for hours. You don't have to um, close your eyes and, you know, not think of anything. If you want to connect to them, just start. Just tell them, hey, I want to feel your presence or I want to see you or I want to hear you. And build that relationship and pay attention to the signs because it's really, I've learned that it's one of the easiest things that we can do. We just overlook it so often.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of people are like, I can hear them in my head right now. They're like, but it's not, it's not easy. It's hard for me. (laughs) And I'm just going to push back and say, then you're probably discounting the number of times spirit has spoken to you, whether it's a whisper or a feeling, or you think it's your own thought in your head Or it's a dream that you're like, yeah, but was it really like communication, whatever? Like it's, it's subtle at first. And I say it's subtle at first because we just don't realize the enormity of it about how often and frequently they do communicate with us. When you start to pay attention to that, like Megan saying the signs and the symbols and all of that, then so if you're asking yourself, I'm seeing the sign, but now I don't know what it means great, that means that you're communicating with them. See, you do have that connection. Then it's getting to that level of understanding a little bit more and what that is. And I've always said too that we have, at least Michael has told me, Archangel Michael, we all have because we have our own Soul resonance, our own unique DNA and unique DNA spiritually, not just human DNA, right? But because of that, and we also have then our own unique communication with ourselves, i.e., higher selves, our guides and angels, and everything else. So it's really however you want to communicate with them, they will customize and communicate with us. It's like we just need to open the door, have that door open for them to come in, and then be observant and be open to what that may look like, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. And I tell this to people as well that come to me and they want to know how they can connect. And I'm, I just tell them, you know, if you hear a song that randomly pops in your head, that's a very high possibility that it's your spirit team because they don't want to make it complicated. They don't want to confuse you. They want to communicate with you in ways that are familiar to you so that you won't um, second guess it you won't overlook it and you won't brush it aside so they're going to communicate with you in ways that are familiar to you it's going to feel very familiar it's not going to feel foreign it's not going to startle you it's not going to take you by surprise you just have to become aware that it's there and believe that it's
0: there One of the other things that I'm getting in my mind is that your intuition, so and oftentimes are cases where you're feeling led to do something, like maybe it's something super simple, like I want to read more about this topic, or I want to read a book, or I want to go into that. It could be either you yourself and you're being led, or it could be your spirit guides and teams kind of drawing you and leading you in that direction. So again, that is a little bit more subtle where you're like, well, I don't know why I'm really feeling drawn to paint or why I really am like leaning more on reading X topics or listening to this podcast, listening to Megan's podcast. Like, those are all, again, the directions, the signs, the synchronicities that happen in our lives that it is, again, part of that universal dance and message and communicating back and forth that because we're all connected. We're all energy.
1: Yes, yes. And I agree with that. You know, they're going to... They're going to guide you to things that are going to help you with whatever it is. You know, if you're on a path to get to know yourself, they may show you numerology or astrology. That's what they did to me in the beginning. They were like, hey, here's some astrology. Get to know your blue, your blueprint. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And it really helped me, you know, feel like I could be myself. It really helped me embrace who I am and understand myself more and not feel um, so alone. And I, I do. They're going to send you Things that are just so simple, but if you can accept that it truly is a message, it really is um, guidance. That's when the power become the power of that becomes just so amazing that you feel nothing but love and gratitude mm-hmm. for your entire spirit.
0: Yeah, when I had tuned it out a little bit and I hadn't been communicating quite as regularly with Michael and everybody else, when I got when I was starting to get back into it, I started when I would see things I'd be like thank you even if I couldn't understand the message quite frankly at that point I would say thank you and I'd be in gratitude and I would say show me more I need to see more of this I'd like to see more of this that's again that two-way communication or that two-way street that you get back and forth and as you mentioned being in that gratitude and in that more that vibration and that frequency of, of that and then being able to receive really amplifies it that much more
1: oh yes definitely it really does and you know it's not going to hurt. You know, if you're not sure what the sign is, you're not sure what it means, if you're not even sure that it truly is a sign, what harm is it to believe that it is? What harm is there to believe that you're being guided and that you're connected to your angels and your guides? It's not going to hurt anything. So, I always tell people that are, you know, kind of hesitant, just go with it.
0: <laughs> mhm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then what are some myths and misconceptions that you would like to maybe clarify or correct? People have out there. I think we've covered a few of them, right? So I'll need to rehash. But is there, or are there any other, any other ones that you're feeling drawn to share?
1: I'm feeling uh, drawn to share for sure. A lot of people think that you have to be born with these gifts or that you are born a medium or you're born a psychic. And that if you didn't connect to those types of abilities as a child, then you just don't have the gift. And I don't. I I would say that I feel like everyone technically is born with these gifts. It's just not everyone decided to use them or embrace them or to work on them, develop them. So if you're on this path and you're saying, Oh, I wish I was a medium or I wish I was a psychic, you are. All you have to do is accept that these gifts are they're 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 here because we're spirit too. So there's nothing you need to do. There's nothing, there's no course that you have to take. You have the gifts. They belong to you. They belong to all of us, to all of us. And if you want to use them, make that decision and and then start on your path and wait for the signs to lead you to the next step.
0: Yeah, it was really lovely. One night I was trying to go to sleep and my angels and guides would not let me alone. They're like, we know you're tired, but, and they always do this. I don't know why they have to do it when I'm trying to get to sleep, but I had to write this down because they're like, no, do it right now. Cause it was, you know how, what it's like when you're getting a download and when you're connected to source and you're like, all right, it's right. I'm just going to do it right now. And it was about spiritual bill of rights. And they said, everyone it is their inherent right to access this, to be connected to source, to tap into those gifts and abilities that were your natural born right as a spiritual being and as a human being and I thought that was so beautiful so I did just want to say that I haven't shared the full list yet because I'm still well I haven't gotten I haven't picked it back up since that one day but someday soon I will be sharing the full thing but that is like the number one thing is that we all have this and it is something that if we want to tap into it and I love the way that you said that is we absolutely can right
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's your choice. If you decide you don't Mm -hmm. want to tap into it, that's okay, too. But I think a lot of people want to put power in someone else. And, you know, if you need help, or you need guidance, that's okay. But know that you have the ability and you have the power just as much as I do or anyone else.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah, that's one of my biggest things on the myths and misconceptions, too, is that, yes, I, I think a lot of times, just because of the way that we have a society, we are like, well, I don't know how to do it. And yes, you I mean, I went to school, I went to college to learn to be a better communicator, right? And to do PR and marketing, I get that. So, and I also went and I got certified in Reiki and energy healing. And I've done a bunch of certifications, like not, well, originally it was just for myself. And then there's a sense of responsibility that I have that if I'm going to do this as a spiritual practitioner or as a light worker, then you need to have that. But as the, I don't want to say everyday person, but as the average person, if you're like, I just want to be able to tap in and be more in tune to myself, my higher self, feel at peace, feel connected, feel blissful and joyful and not be in some of those other vibrations that are heavy and weighing on you, then you can start now. There's no reason why you can't start now and you can't connect to yourself and not feel like you have to give your power away to somebody else. Um, the tools are just listening to people's stories to about reading books, about talking about it with your friends and family and being open to receiving. Those are like, those are the tools, but it's by no means that the, you have to do it a certain way because somebody said so, right?
1: Yes. I uh, agree. You know, I was talking to spirits as a child, but it took me getting a Reiki healing done and spirit giving me the download saying, You're a medium. You're a medium (laughs) for me to be like, Oh,
0: okay. Maybe
1: I should take a course on that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Right, right. Exactly. 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 Because then, you know, you just, especially if you want to, anyway, I I know I'm kind of like explaining here here, but especially if you want to get really, really good at it or you're doing it professionally or something like that, that's a whole nother ballgame, right? But again, for the average everyday person where you're just like, I want to just feel more connected, there's no reason you can't start now. And that is by just having the intention and being open and just embracing it and saying, yes, for my best and highest good, I'm open and willing to receive all of this. So, For sure. Well, how can people reach you? What's the best way for them to get in contact with you? Obviously, your podcast and all of that. Yes.
1: Yes. My podcast is Chasing Spirituality. It's on all of the major platforms. And my website is also ChasingSpirituality.com. You can contact me there and view other content about the podcast. I have a blog that I don't update all the time, but I update when I get around to it. And then I have my sessions and stuff posted on there. And I'm also on uh, Instagram and and Facebook
0: and TikTok. Awesome. Awesome. I'm on TikTok. I think I have like one follower (laughs) only because... It's overwhelming, man. There's so many social media channels. I can't, but I'm glad you're on TikTok. So I'm going to look at your content because I need to start getting a little bit more active on that platform. I feel like, or maybe not, I don't know, whatever.
1: I, I use TikTok as kind of like my spiritual humor side. So okay, yeah. It's a mm-hmm. lot of, instead of it, yeah, my, my podcast is for the more serious, the development, the the learning aspect, the healing aspect. And most of my TikTok videos are very, very like fun. silly and funny. Yeah,
0: like, yeah, which yeah. I feel like, <laughs> honestly, it should be. And I think that's a good point. Yeah, I think those are my two posts. There's actually, no, one post was one I had this. And if you haven't watched it, go on my Instagram or go on my TikTok and watch this. It's about, there's this little kid, Cal. And he's in, I think it's Puerto Rico or Costa Rica. I forget which one, but it's Vallarta uh, Adventures. And he's doing this zip lining. And I saw this video and I was like, this is exactly how a spiritual awakening would look like. Because you have the highs, you have the lows, you have the sheer terror, the look on his face. And he's like, this isn't so bad. This isn't so bad. So I think that's my only post there, but I'm sharing that because I I feel too that we just need a lot of laughter and humor when we're going through this stuff because it can get really deep pretty quickly and we can get into the seriousness of it. But really at the end of the day, what we want to feel is we want to feel uplifted. We want to feel within that and humor is a great way to get there. So yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on Megan. I've really, really enjoyed our conversation. And I also just feel like we've had so many parallels in terms of our own journey uh, with the podcast and opening up and getting out of that psychic closet that spiritual closet as I so say it so welcome <laughs> glad you're here and that you're sharing your story and your guests with everyone I really we, I really appreciate that
1: thank you for having me I also resonate with you and your podcast and thank you for doing what you're doing and creating this content because it's so helpful to everyone out there that's on this journey
0: thank you for listening to a psychic story be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and join the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. All episodes are free on your favorite podcast player or at apsychicstory.com. Have a question? Is there a topic you'd like to hear more about or have a suggestion for a future guest? Send an email to contact at psychicstory.com or leave a voicemail message at 1-800-880-1881. We'd love to hear from you and you may even be featured on a future episode. If you're interested in booking a session with me, you can do that directly on the website. And if you want to hear even more content hosted by yours truly, check out my other show, Supernatural Matters. Reminder that you are automatically entered to win either a free 20-minute intuitive or energy healing session with me if you leave five stars along with a positive review. Currently, reviews can be left on Apple, Stitcher, Podchaser, or CastBox podcast players. Don't forget to email contact at a psychic when you do, because it allows me to get in touch with you. If your name is pulled in the drawing, your name stays in until you win.